not because they are easy, but because they are hard. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams that have created America. I have a dream. This nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its dream. Has this series been amazing or what? I mean, the inspiration, the content, the worship. I, I wish that I could just get a little pocket Pastor Mark to carry around with me all the time to throw in words of inspiration when I'm feeling a little bit down, right? I wish I could get a little keychain Pastor Chris to start worshiping when I need a little boost or a keychain Casey J just to, to help me out. And it's just not reality though, is it? I mean, when we go into our day to day, we don't have that same level of inspiration and worship following us around to help get us to where we need to be, but we are responsible to get there every day. Revival is essential. It is essentially an encounter or an experience. Uh, it, it's something that is catalytic and life-changing in our lives. It's so important for us to gather and experience Revival, but sustained revival is a lifestyle. That is what we live out Monday to Friday. It's what we do before we go to bed. It's what we do when we wake up. It's what we do while we're at work. It's what we do when we don't feel like it. It's what we do when we're tired. Sustained revival is what we desire. And that is the invitation and the calling of this series, Dream. We want for your dreams to be a part of a sustained revival in your life. It is the living out of the hopes and dreams of who we are becoming with consistency. So what do we do when we're afraid to hope again? What do we do when we're struggling to find our dream? What do we do when our dreams have been deferred or our hopes have brought disappointment or when we've been let down by others, when we've been let down by ourselves, maybe when we've been let down by God, not because God did anything, but because our expectations of God let us down. In fact, some of you are struggling to dream. Some of you are struggling to hope again. And you think maybe it's only for others to get there or maybe you just can't get there yourself. And so today I wanna talk about two different things. The first thing I'd like to talk about is how to hope again. And I want to encourage you to set a path, a dream, a vision, and a hope for 2024 and beyond. And then in the second part of what I want to share today is I want to share about what is our dream as a community? 
What is our dream as NCC Anywhere, NCC Online? What do we want to accomplish together as a family? And I'd like to come at it today out of Ephesians chapter 1 and starting in verse 16. And we're going to throw it up here so you can see what we're reading. And this is what it says. I do not cease to give thanks for you. Let me just stop right there. I am so thankful for you. We are not on this journey alone. We are in this together, and I thank God for you whenever I remember you because of your faithfulness, of your commitment, of what God is doing in and through us as a community. Remembering you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you, if you write in your Bible, circle that right there, give you, you see, we don't earn it, we don't pursue it, we don't accomplish it, we receive the dream, the vision, the hope that God may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened. This is gonna be key today. We're gonna dig in on this. The eyes of your heart enlightened, underline that, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. Oh man, there it is. It's the hope, it's the dream. You are called to hope again. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, who believe, who believe? according to the working of his great might, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things, how many things? All things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to who? The church, that's you and me, to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. His body, the church. I think sometimes we get caught up in a little bit of body shaming, a little bit of church body shaming, right? We look down on ourselves. We look down on the church as a community. We look down on the church as, a, as an entity and, and we criticize and we get caught up in this idea that, that we get focused on these issues and I wanna encourage us that the body is the body of Christ, right? The head and we are the body. And we're invited to experience that, to walk in that and to realize us, we are, all of us, we are the fullness of him when we are living that out in our lives. And so what I wanna do today is I, I, I wanna focus on all of this text, but I wanna specifically zoom in on that phrase, having the eyes of your heart enlightened. Because I think this is critical to dreaming again. And so here's the thing, uh, Pastor Robert Madu, who was with us, wow, what a word, what a challenge. Uh, he said something this last week that kind of 
prompted me and challenged me in, in some thinking. And this is what he said. When it comes to seeing dreams come true, I, I should say this. He didn't say this specifically, but he said something that prompted me to think this. When it comes to seeing dreams come true, it's not so much about what you see, but what are you looking for? You see, it's hard to see a life of abundance if you're looking at what you don't have. What are you looking for? It's hard to see an opportunity for maturity if you're looking to be offended. What are you looking for? It's hard to see an opportunity to serve if you're just looking to be served. What are you looking for? It's hard to see an opportunity to grow in community, to build friendship if all you're looking for is, is somebody going to be safe for me as a friend? What are you looking for? Maybe the question is not what do you see, but what are you looking for? I love what Albert Einstein says, there are only two ways to live your life. One as though nothing is a miracle, the other as though everything is a miracle. What are you looking for? So when dreams have been deferred and hopes have been dashed and unfulfilled and we feel empty, what do we do? I think it's key to use that lens of what are you looking for? And so this passage has a whole bunch in it, but I just wanna pull out three quick thoughts as we think about ourselves and what is my dream, what is my vision for 2024, and here they are. Number one, and you can follow along in the message notes in the NCC app, we've got all these written down in there and you can uh, email those to yourself. So great tool, the NCC app, go into the message notes and uh, follow along with us today. First, posture yourself to receive. We already mentioned it in verse 17, right? That God is the giver of all good gifts. He gives the spirit of revelation and the spirit of wisdom. Realize that God is the one that you need to posture yourself to receive from. And I would suggest that you don't just posture yourself like this, although this is fine. If this is, if this is all you want from God, hey, at least you're gonna get something, right? But I've had this image in my mind this year where I'm like this. I'm like, God, I'm ready to receive. And I don't just, I don't just do this. I kind of, I'm bracing myself. And I'm like, God, I'm ready to receive the vision and the dream that you want to do in me and through me. And it's not because all of this is gonna be candy and cake, right? There's gonna be some heavy stuff in there. There's gonna be some challenges and difficulties. But what am I looking for? Opportunities to grow, to be more like Christ, to step into what he has for me. You see, it comes in the most unexpected ways. So don't put your expectations on God for what the dream is gonna be. But just open yourself up to receive. Posture yourself to receive. Number two, position yourself to see. Again, it's all about vision here, right? We circle back. What are you looking for? So, and we're going to dive in a little bit more on this in a minute, but, but it says the hope to which he has called you. You are called to hope. You are called to hope, to dream. It's time to dream 
again, that's not just an invitation. It's not just an opportunity. It's actually a responsibility. What are you looking for? It's easy to position ourselves to see our failures and our mistakes and our unfulfilled dreams and our hopes deferred. It's easy to position ourselves to see that and then to be filled with doubt. But I'm gonna tell you right now, doubt killed more dreams than failure ever has. Where are you putting your hope and what are you looking for? Here's a fact, old fears cannot see new things. We need to lay some of our hurts and some of our old fears on the altar and give those over to God and be set free from those things. And like the old story of Zacchaeus who climbed up in a sycamore tree. I'm not gonna sing it like Pastor Mark would right here. But he positioned himself to see. What are you doing Are you looking at the crowds as an obstacle or are you looking at the tree as an opportunity to see? What are you looking for? Position yourself to see. And then number three, prepare yourself to rely. Verses 19 through 23 talk about that God is the giver of power. He is the source for all things. We need to position ourselves to rely on him. So it's super important that once God gives you the dream, once he gives you the vision, that you immediately give it back to him on the altar. You see, it's why when God gives us kids, we bring our kids and we dedicate them back to God. That is a giving back to God for him to have his way in their lives. And uh, come on, parents, you know, you got, you got expectations and dreams for your kids, and they're most likely gonna do it differently. And God is, is going to do a work that is different than how you set your expectations up for how he's going to fulfill your dreams and your vision. And so once you receive it, you immediately need to give it back and say, okay, God, have your way. I rely on you to fulfill the vision. Don't put your expectations on how, when, or what. Because you'll set yourself up for disappointment. God likes to do things the way God likes to do things. I've been reading through Exodus in my read through the Bible, and it's just, man, I feel for Moses. He's leading the children of Israel. He goes to Pharaoh, and he's like, all right, God sent me here. I'm here because God said I'd be here. And he tells Pharaoh, let my people go. And he does plague number one, and he walks out, and, and Pharaoh doesn't let him go. Not only did Pharaoh not let him go, You know why Pharaoh didn't let him go? It says nine times in a row for every single plague that happened, the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. What is going on, God? Why are you messing with my dreams and my hopes? Why aren't you doing it the way I expected you to do it? I don't know. But I know that God has a plan. I know that the legacy and the vision is much bigger than who I am and what I'm gonna do. But here's the thing, we need to rely on God and we need to understand it's not my job to fulfill the vision. It's my job to get the vision and then to trust God with it. And my job 
is to look for where God is already at work and to join him in what he's already doing. You see, this isn't our legacy. We're a part of something much, much, much bigger. And if you want to be a part of something bigger, you have to be willing to let go of your own little world of what that's going to look like. We are not a legacy born, but a legacy continued. What we start, we may not finish. And what we finish, we didn't start. We are a part of a downstream of God's river that is flowing out into the world and bringing his kingdom to earth. And we get to be a part of that, but we have to be willing to step back and say, okay, God, so have your way with what you've given me and how you've challenged me. It's time to dream again. It's time to hope again. And it's time for our dreams and our hopes to propel us forward. It's time to normalize chasing dreams in your 40s. Finding love in your 50s. It's time to normalize starting to become a mentor in your 70s. It's time to normalize taking big risks in your 20s and in your 30s. It's time to normalize what is not normal in our understanding because we understand that we are a part of something so much bigger. Who says you're too far behind? Who says you're too broken? Who says that you failed too many times? What God is wanting to do is so much bigger Question all assumptions. What is it that you're thinking that's tripping you up that you're thinking about yourself or about your visions or your dreams that's God's, that God has given you? It's time to question those assumptions. God is opening the eyes of hearts. And I am praying right now that God is opening eyes, the eyes of your heart that he is enlightening eyes of hearts everywhere, that he is releasing people from past hurts. He is releasing people from deferred dreams, and he is setting you free to dream again, to hope again, because that is not only our invitation, it is our calling. And so I'd like to challenge you individually, personally. Let's all take some time. And let's sit down. Maybe today I'd even encourage you to do this and write out, God, what, what do I believe you want to do in me and through me this year? What is your dream? Maybe choose to set a word for the year. I love to do that. I haven't done it every year. And maybe you've done it before and you haven't done it in a while. Maybe it's time to do it again. Maybe you've never done it. Oh, my word for the year is the word flourish. I love it because we're actually, next week, we're kicking off a new series, a seven-part series called Flourish. And I've been so invested in that since last year that I, I was like, God, I think this is my word for the year. And that's my filter for everything, that I want everything, my everyday to be a day where I flourish, where my relationships flourish, my engagement engagements flourish. And that may not look like what I think flourishing is on the outside, right? It's not just the flowers popping and looking all pretty to everybody. Sometimes the flourishing is happening underneath the soil. It's the roots going down. And everything up here may look, may look like there's nothing on it. Kind of like we see right now, right? With the trees. There's nothing, but there's some root driving going on. So maybe ask God, what's your, 
word for the year? What's your verse for the year? And, and, and just let's take a moment today and let's ask God, what's the dream that you want for my life? And take that step of faith. And now, second, I'd like to take the last few minutes to talk about what is our dream as a community, as NCC, as specifically NCC Anywhere and NCC Online. What is the dream or the vision that we want to see God do through us as a community? And that's for anybody that's a part of this online community, whether you, uh, this is your home church or whether this is just part of your diet that supplements what you already are doing in your church. You see, we want to invest in your church by investing in you. And so we want to accomplish these things together because it impacts the church at large. And so I encourage you to jot these four things. Now, as you know, uh, our global vision as a church is to bless the Lord, bless the city, bless the nations. And what does that look like? If you haven't downloaded the lookbook that we've created, make sure and do that, ncc.re slash lookbook. And this is a view of the page about online, our online community and what God is doing through this space. And uh, so take a minute, download that, look through it, see what God's doing. This is who we are. This is a part of what God's doing in us. And you are the church. You are the manifestation of what we see in this book. And so we drill down to another level. What does that look like for NCC online to be experiencing this? So four things that I wanna set as our vision for this year. First, prayer is our priority. Prayer is our priority. That fits under bless the Lord, right? Part of that global vision. Every great move of God was preceded with extraordinary prayer. Yeah. Prayer is the work. Prayer is the work. That's where we do the work. It deepens our dependence. It strengthens and sharpens our faith. It creates space for greater trust. And it gives us access for God's power at work within us. And this is a call to both personal and communal prayer. Personally, I wanna challenge you to commit to prayer. It's not about taking long stretches of time. I'd encourage you, maybe start with praying one or two or three minutes a day. If that's where you need to start, let's do that. Intentionality, another option. Take your phone, set an alarm for 9 a.m., for noon, and for 3 p.m. And every time that alarm goes off, take a moment, wherever you are, take one minute to pray. See what God does. Here, here's another opportunity too. I, I've done this before where every time the alarm goes off, I pray the Lord's Prayer and I ask him to reveal a different word in the Lord's Prayer each time I pray it and then I set that as my intention for the day. Whatever that word is. I don't know how God is going to challenge you in prayer, but in your personal prayer life, you need to commit to make prayer a priority. And I think if we break down prayer, I think three areas, um, I, I like to think of prayer as three different uh, components. One is petitioning, that's asking God to do things, that's asking, bringing our cares and our concerns before God, bringing the cares of our culture and our world before God, petitioning. Number two is blessing prayer. 
That is a time where we speak the blessings of God over those in our life, over our family, over our friends, over our church. We speak blessing. And the third part is the listening part. This is the meditative, contemplative. Sometimes we talk too much. I know y'all said amen on that one, right? Sometimes we talk too much and we need to grow in our listening. And don't worry if your mind wanders, your wind wanders. Don't worry if your mind wanders because it's not about how many times your your mind wanders, it's how many times do you bring it back. So bring it back and just count those as that's my time, I'm focusing in on God. Take some time to be contemplative. In fact, we're getting ready uh, for, for Lent starting February 14th, Valentine's Day. Go figure. Uh, we're putting together an NCC Daily that is going to be a contemplative prayer commitment. And it's going to be around two minutes every day for you to take some listening time with the Lord. So be watching for that. Be expecting that. That'll be on our app. And so we're super excited about that. Personal prayer and then communal prayer. If you live in the DMV, house of prayer, 7.14 p.m. on Thursday night. You need to get here. Prayer is our priority, and it's important for us to come together and experience prayer together. If you don't live in the DMV, every Wednesday morning at 7.14 a.m., we have what's called Upper Zoom, and that is where we gather together for 30 minutes. We have a short devotional, and then we spend time in communal prayer. There's at least 80 of us on there every week, and so if you come You're not gonna be put on the spot, right? But we wanna see that space grow. And so we want you to be willing to commit to communal prayer, to our community of prayer. We grow together as we do that. And so I invite you to join us on Wednesday mornings. Prayer is our priority. Second, people are our heart. As a community, I want us to let people get in our hearts. That's risky. That's dangerous. And sometimes it's hurtful. But if we are gonna be like Jesus, we must learn to see like Jesus, and that includes how we see people. People are complicated. We are people. We are complicated. But community is how we grow. Two quick things here. First, commit to community. Today we launch People, Place, Purpose Initiative. We want to invite you to get involved in groups, in serving, and in mission. Go to ncc.re slash connect. Get involved. You just saw the video before the message today. And we want to challenge you to commit to Community, you don't know what God's gonna do if you'll take that step. So first, commit to community. Second, commit to community. (laughs) Not just this community, but we want you to commit to the community where you live. We want you to become present where you are. Scripture says, go and make disciples. Go and make disciples. 
That word can also be translated as you go along. The, the invitation and the command there isn't just to leave the context you're in and go somewhere else. It is to inhabit. It is to be present in the context you're already in. And so the challenge for us as a community when we say people are our heart is we want you to become present where you already are. That's what our prayer walk was about last year. If you weren't a part of that, we took a, a season of time and we wanted people to prayer walk their communities or their workspaces. Why? To simply become present, to become aware of community, to engage and then to talk to people and just become a friend, get to know people and ask questions, 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 questions. Listening is how we engage yeah. others. In fact, a great tool for asking questions. People are like, I don't know what to ask. I call them the four H's, all right? And, and this is gonna be in the notes app, so you can grab it there. The four H's, history, ask somebody about their, their family, ask them about where they grew up, ask them about where they were born, ask them, ask them about their history, super easy. Number two, hearts, passions. Ask them about what they love. What do they do in their free time? What are their hobbies? Oh, uh, those kind of questions. The third H is hopes. What do they aspire to? What do they personally hope to see happen in their life? Dreams that they want to accomplish, career. And then the last one is hurts. Ask people, where is there anything you're struggling with? Is there anything, uh, what was one of the hardest things that you went through last year? And just listen and get to know people. And be a student of people. People are our heart. And then here, this is so important. Don't try to convince somebody. But rather, watch for where God is at work. Yeah. And then join him in what he is already doing. You see, your call isn't to build the kingdom. I know we use that a lot. And, 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 and there are times where within certain contexts I get it. But the king builds the kingdom. We're just along to join in the work and to be a part of what God, God saves people through Christ. That is where the work happens. And so we are just sitting there waiting to see where God's at work. And that's when we join in. That's when we recognize the kingdom. We call out the kingdom. We announce the kingdom at work in somebody's life that's already happening. And we join him in what he's already doing. Third, Generosity is our privilege. We are going to choose in 2024 to live with an abundance mindset. To choose, knowing that it's all from God and for God. We live generous with our time, with our talent, with our treasure. We live generous with our worship, with who we are. You see, the enemy's been doing the same thing for a long time. You can go all the way back to the Garden of Eden and see that God said, Adam and Eve, you can have everything in here, just don't touch this one tree. And what the devil do? He came along and said, hey, take your eyes off of the abundance and look at the lack. Look at the one thing you don't have. He's been doing the same thing in our lives every day, but we choose to live with an abundance mindset. We are blessed beyond blessed, and we choose to live from that place. I get it. It's hard to avoid a consumeristic culture 
It's like secondhand smoke, man. We're all breathing it in. It's impossible for it not to affect us in some way, fashion, or form. But one way to overcome is to intentionally live through generosity and to choose an abundance mindset with all that you are, with your smile. How about be generous? With your time, be generous. With, even with some of your downtime, be generous. Even with your busyness, be generous. Generosity is our privilege. And fourth, hope is our calling. We're gonna end right where we started. We choose to live by hope. We choose to see the positive. We choose to see as overcomers. You see, we're not going to view difficulty as an obstacle anymore, but we're going to view difficulty as an opportunity, as something that God can use. For God works all things for the good of those who are called according to, right? We look at, at, at obstacles as the way instead of the way around. And how are we going to hope again? How are we going to believe? How are we going to live from a place of opportunity. You see, the space between where you are and where you want to be requires hope. Don't let hurt steal your hope. Don't let failure or deferred dreams or disappointment steal your hope, but be the person who still tries, who gets up again and dreams again. And we, as a community, are choosing today to make prayer our priority. We want you to join us, to make people our heart, to make generosity our privilege, and to make hope our calling. That is where we live towards. I wanna close with a great excerpt from a speech that President Roosevelt gave, and it's one that you're probably familiar with, but it's called In the Arena. And I wanna close with this. It's not the critic who counts, nor the one who points out how the strong person stumbled or where the doer of a deed could have done better. The credit belongs to the person who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs and comes up short again and again because there is no effort without error or shortcoming, who does actually strive to do deeds, who knows the great enthusiasms, the great devotions, spends oneself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, who knows the accomplishment or the triumph of high achievement, and who at worst, if he or she fails, at least fails while daring greatly. I invite you to dream again, to enter the arena. And I believe that today God is going to do some healing and some setting free and some pouring out of vision and dream for you, who you are and who we are as a community. Father, I just pray right now that you would open the eyes of our heart, that you would enlighten the eyes of our heart to see as you see, to dream again, to hope again, to believe, to move forward, and to experience you. In Jesus' name, amen.